Hi, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Trisha Friedman. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. This week, I'm actually just going to be speaking to you by myself directly. Um, I am going to try to every once in a while do a solo episode like this. Some of the feedback that I received from listeners like you was that they would like to hear a little bit more about some of the resources that I am developing and some of the opportunities that there might be um, perhaps to experiment with some of my online courses. Uh, I had somebody actually reach out and say, hey, listeners of the show, can we get discounts? Might we be able to get the occasional free pass? Um, and I do want to explore that. Uh, I can't thank you enough, folks. The show has grown so much in recent years, and I absolutely would love to show my gratitude for that. So please let me know, listeners, if this is what you had in mind for more of my solo episodes. I am going to try to do one every few weeks or so, or let me know if this was a big disappointment and you just want to hear me speak further with our amazing guests. I actually do want to pause for a moment and let you know about next week's guest, because some of you might already be aware that next week, March 13th to 19th, marks Neurodiversity Celebration Week. And it's a huge honor for me to bring you next Thursday a conversation with Caroline Keel, who is the host and the founder of the award-winning podcast, Beyond Six Seconds, Neurodiversity Stories. So if you are interested more in neurodiversity, how we can celebrate it, how we can foster awareness of it, you might want to check out Carolyn Keel's show, Beyond Six Seconds, and then join us for our interview that comes out next Thursday. The first resource I want to tell you about is a free guide that I've put out through Shifting Schools. The guide is entitled ChatGPT for your GSA Soji group. Inside that free guide, and listeners, the link to download it, 100% free, is over there in the show notes. Inside that free guide, I take you through a few tutorials that lets you think about ways that you might use ChatGPT with your GSA SOGI group, or if you facilitate any student advocacy group, why we need to make sure that students are thinking carefully about generative AI, about their mission statements, about their charters. I directly show you what the charter statement for OpenAI is. Again, OpenAI are the folks who are behind ChatGPT, they make a pretty grand statement about wanting to develop their tool for the greater good of all humanity. So I think when a company puts forward a mission statement like that, it's a great opportunity for our students to look at what they're doing, to think about their intentions, to also think about their impact, and to talk about what it might mean to actually hold them accountable. So that free guide, again, will take you through sort of that more esoteric aim. And it's also going to show you some practical ways to use it. If your student group is looking at revisiting their guiding principles, we'll look at how you can use ChatGPT as a thought partner in that process. I know that many groups right now are working through their plans for Pride Month. I also take you through what it might mean to use ChatGPT in that ideation process. And again, how we need to make sure that we are looking at the output from ChatGPT and always looking for bias. 
While we're talking about that, you may also be aware that I have developed a team-paced pathway with Shifting Schools that looks at the intersection of equity and generative AI tools like ChatGPT. It's been great to get some really positive feedback about that team-paced pathway. And let me pause there for a moment and just unpack that term. A team-paced pathway is essentially an online course that is meant to be undertaken collaboratively. Um, there's lots of different options, lots of different conversation starters that I tour through in that course. And the idea is when you're doing it collaboratively, you're in community with others who also care very much about equity and understand that tech isn't neutral, right? It has biases and we have to look for them. We have to always be thinking about the influence they may have. So for those who already purchased the team pace pathway, it was a one-time purchase and they can share the course with a friend, with a colleague, with a peer. And the feedback has been so positive that we've already had some requests to create a part two. So listeners, here is my offer for you. The course is on sale right now for 99 US dollars, but if you would like to run through that course and give me some feedback in terms of what you would love to see, um, what more learning you hope to do in a part two, I'm happy to give you a free pass to the course. Um, my deadline for that is please do reach out to me by Monday. Again, that would be by Monday the 13th. I have a Google form over there in the show notes that you can fill out. I'm going to give out a whole bunch of different free passes. Um, again, if you'd be willing to even just take 30 minutes after completing it to give me your feedback and to give me your thoughts in terms of how you think um, the team pace pathway can be made better, we're hoping to put out part two before June 2023. We've been asked uh, to have that part two in anticipation of the summer break. So we're going to make that our goal. I want to point out that um, something that I have shared freely from that course is, again, equity and generative AI is going to be a conversation that we will have to discuss not just once, not just twice, but this is, I think, going to be an evolving conversation that will grow so I wanted to point folks to some other ways that they can sustain that conversation. Listeners of this show know I'm a huge reader. I'm a big believer in the power of expanding our professional development libraries. So I did share um, five books that I would recommend that would be added. I'm going to link to this in the show notes. Um, but again, the five books that I pointed out, number one, Mina Schick has an amazing book out called Deep Fakes. Algorithms of Oppression by Safia Emojo Noble is probably one of the best, most foundational texts I have read about understanding algorithmic bias. The third text is Power and Prediction. That's by Agrawal, Gans, and Goldfarb. The fourth book is Atlas of AI by Kate Crawford. And lastly, this is a book I actually listened to as an audible book, but if you don't like audible books, it's available in a variety of formats. And that's Janelle Shane's You Look Like a Thing and I Love You. Um, it brings some humor into the conversation and it's also, also really informative. So that collection of five books that I recommend to expand that conversation, 
Um, all five of them are linked over there in the show notes in case you're driving or you're out for a walk right now and you didn't catch all of those titles. Hopefully I've made that nice and easy for you to check those out and to add. So again, if you're interested in the intersection of equity and generative AI course, and you want to save the $99, you'd like to take it free and you can commit to taking roughly 30 minutes to give me some direct feedback on how to improve it, how to expand it, what you would want to see in part two, please do fill out the Google form that's over there in the show notes. For those of you who are wondering what impact will and should artificial intelligence have on assessment, coming up on Wednesday, March the 22nd, that's noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Goa Learning is hosting a free online panel. Uh, I'm super excited to be a part of that panel. Registration is completely free. Again, this is coming to you from Goa Learning. That's the Global Online Academy. The link to register to check out our panel conversation will be over there in the show notes. The last thing that I wanted to talk to you about today was that some of you who are active on Twitter, you might already know that it is Civics Learning Week. I am going to link over in the show notes a few organizations that I have learned so much from when it comes to civics. Um, the conversation I have been really pleased to see has intersected with media literacy with digital literacy and understanding that what it means to be a good citizen today um, it has to involve that conversation those of you who know me well know i'm a big believer in having conversations with students about what it means to campaign online in what it means to unpack other online campaigns and to understand that change can be built even from very small coalitions who are strategic, informed, and inspired to make change. I actually have another free guide that's all about teaching students um, really what we can learn from past online campaigns. I'm going to link to that in the show notes as well. But I'm pointing all of this out to you because there's been a very powerful piece in Media Matters. Media Matters is a, a great group that you can follow over at www.mediamatters.org. And this past week, Alyssa Terrell and Ari Drennan published a piece entitled, Apple and Google are not enforcing their stated terms of service as the Daily Wire app spreads violent anti-LGBTQ hate. This article takes you through sort of the history of how actually Apple has removed content in the past that has spread violent anti-LGBTQ hate. It also talks to us about that important reminder that online hate does lead to, quote-unquote, IRL in real-life violence. The article goes on to share what the terms of service statements from the Apple App Store and the Google Play community are, and that both of them do clearly state that, quote, defamatory, discriminatory, or mean-spirited content, including references or commentary about sexual orientation and gender, particularly if the app or content is likely to humiliate, 
intimidate or harm a targeted individual or group, end quote, are not allowed. The article goes on to say, quote, labeling members of a group demonic and accusing them of being groomers while platforming the idea that any public accommodation of that group would be an intolerable compromise is clear promotion of hatred. That hatred bears terrible consequences. According to one study by the Williams Institute, trans people are four times more likely than cisgender people to be the victims of violent victimization, including rape and assault. By providing a platform for vile anti-LGBTQ rhetoric, Apple and Google are making themselves silent partners in this violent campaign against trans life. End quote. What is it that we might do to involve our students in asking them to hold the Apple App Store and Google Play accountable? Check out this article. Check out my resource on online campaigns. What might it mean for your school's SOGI GSA student council group to put together a letter that you share, that you tweet, and that you tag Apple and Google in? How can we help our students learn what it means to hold others accountable when they make statements? And why is it so necessary right now? Again, the link to that Media Matters piece will be in the show notes, along with the free resource about learning from online campaigns. Online organizing is going to continue to be an important skill set that our student advocates will need to develop. I am very passionate about helping students understand that skill set. And if you are planning your Pride Month, and that's part of the learning that you would like to offer to your student group, I want to say right now that for three student SOGI or three student GSA or three student social justice committee groups, I'm happy to offer three free workshops for listeners of this show. So if you'd like to contact me about booking one of those workshops free, I am going to do this based on a first-come, first-served basis. You can reach me, Trisha, at ShiftingSchools.com. Again, my email address will be over there in the show notes. I only have capacity to do three. I hope that, um, again, that will be useful if you want to contact me about booking a session like that at another time of the year reach out. I am always going to do the best I can to support this listener community. You're taking the time, making the time to listen to this show matters so much to me. So listeners, I hope that my solo episode here um, has pointed you to a few resources that maybe you didn't know about beforehand. If you've got thoughts on what you'd rather I do if I do another solo episode, or if you want me to never do one of these ever again, you can also email me. I love hearing from listeners like you. Looking forward to connecting again next week when our special guest is Caroline Keel, who is the host and founder of Beyond Six Seconds Neurodiversity Stories. I'll link to her show as well in the show notes. Take care. <laughs>